0: Alright, alright. Okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It's All Day Talks Facts right here. Go with some facts, like always, of course. We're going to talk some more baseball here today. Here this morning. Later on, I'll be doing my AEW Dynamite review. That'll be, like, around 3.30, 4 o'clock. I'll do it, and it'll be out, like, around, I'd say 4.30. It'll be out. That's the time the episode will be, will be out, so we'll see. Can't wait to watch them We'll watch that in a little while. All right, so we got more baseball to talk about. Not just Michael Brantley. We also got to talk about J-Hap. And I know the J-Hap signing happened after Brantley's signing. But I want to talk about J-Hap first. Because I got a lot to say about J-Hap. So he signed with the Minnesota Twins yesterday to a one-year $8 million deal. And let me get uh, his age right here real quick. Because I think he's like 37 or 38. I don't want to be wrong on how old j Happ is. And I got a lot to say about the Twins as well. So Happ is 38, he'll be 39 next. He'll be 39 this October. Alright. But by then the Twins won't even be in the championship series, obviously, because they can't win in the playoffs. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> but still. This is a bad sign by the Twins. j Happ is completely washed up, and I'm not saying I'm not being a salty Yankees fan how he pitched with the Yankees because he pitched great in 2018 for us when we got him at the trade, when we got him before the trade deadline. He pitched great. He only had, like, one bad start in the regular season against the Tigers for us. And that was it. That was on, like, the 30th of August, I believe. And then he had that bad postseason start against the Red Sox in Game 1 of the ALDS. And after that, it all went downhill for happy. You know, 2019 was terrible. He wasn't good until, like, September. And then 2020, I mean, he had a couple good starts. He had that one, you know, good start on Sunday Night Baseball against the Red Sox. I'll give him that. You know, he had a couple good Sunday night starts against the Red Sox. I'll give him that. I'll give him credit where credit's due. But he was a terrible pitcher for the Yankees. He just was. And sure, you know, every terrible pitcher has their moments. They have good moments. But Hap was just, just not great. You know, in the 2018 half of the season right there when we got him, he was great. He was lights out. But 2019, 2020, he was just shit. Let's just say that. He was shit. And all 2020, he was complaining about his contract and everything. The Yankees weren't renegotiating with him and everything. And he was complaining every day. It's like, oh, my God, dude. That's because you suck. That's why. You're not not pitching good. That's why they're not going to renegotiate with you. Like I saw somebody comparing to Carl Pavano. (laughs) Well, at least Jay had pitched right here. You know, Carl Pavano didn't even pitch. He took the money and he was hurt all the time. At least Hap was healthy, you could say, but Hap just complaining about his contract all 2020, it's like, come on. All the time, and he was complaining that the Yankees, you know, brought him out of the bullpen in game two of the ALDS against the Rays, but Brian Cashman, you know, I've said a lot of things about Cashman, but he said it best right there in the interview, there was maybe like a week after they lost to Tampa in the playoffs, like he said, you know, Jay Haps had like 11 postseason appearances, I believe, and like. Most of them came out of the bullpen, and he said like kind of with a, like a snarky kind of attitude, like he was tired of half shit right there. And I'll give Cashman that. I've been like, oh, you know, you're mostly known for coming out of the bullpen in the postseason. It is what it is. You know, I'm still not over that game two loss right there because that was a boneheaded decision. They made, you know, having Garcia pitch one inning and then bringing it half, and then look what happened. No pun intended, obviously. But still... He was complaining all 2020. I'm like, dude, you're not a good pitcher anymore. You're not. He was never always that great a pitcher. He was always a decent pitcher. You know, 2018 was his year. That's when he was an all-star and everything. You know, he was great for Toronto. He came over here in that half of the season in 2018. He pitched great. Other than game one of the ALDS against Boston, I'll give him credit. He pitched great. Other than that one start. You know, he seemed like, okay, this was a good piece for us. But then in the end, it didn't work out. You know, and I know a lot of Yankee fans, including myself, were a little bit skeptical when the Yankees re-signed him for a couple years. And I'm thinking, oh, okay. We'll see how he does it. see if he can continue to produce. And he didn't. He absolutely didn't. Like I said, 2019, he didn't find it until, like, September. That's when he started to pitch good. And in 2020, he had a couple good starts, but mostly he just wasn't good. Just, he's not good anymore. And if the Yankees, you know, if there is fans when the Yankees play the Twins this year and Hap is pitching... Boo him right out of the building. Because you're gonna complain every day and everything about your fucking contract and everything. I mean, come on, like seriously, know your worth. Seriously, know your worth. That's what you gotta know. Just know your worth. But I signed Minnesota and listen, the twins, this is a stupid decision by the twins. You could have easily signed Jose Catana for the same amount right there for a year. And I'm not saying Jose Catana is a huge difference maker, but he's better than J Happ. He's better than J Hap. Like, what are the Twins thinking? Their offense is so great. They are a wild-card team because the White Sox are winning the AL Central. Unless the Twins somehow pull a rabbit out of the hat. But I don't see them winning the division at all. It's just like you have... You have such a talented offense, but you have no pitching. And signing J. Happ does not do you any good. You could have signed James Paxton. I know Jay Happ is healthy, and at his older age, he's lucky to be healthy. He's not injury-prone which is good, I'll give him that, he's, he's in good health, which is good, it's always good to see somebody in good health, I know Paxton has injury problems, but he's younger than Hap right here, and I think Paxton could fit well with the Twins, I really feel like he can, he seems to do better with a small market team like the Mariners, he did great with the Yankees, I mean, Paxton had his moments in 2019, especially Game 5 in the ALCS against Houston, you know, that was his, you could say his signature moment right there, you could say that. You know, you could say right then and there, that was, that was his signature moment. Or, well, I know there was the 8-inning shutout against the Red Sox on Jackie Robinson Day. You could say that as well. You know, 2020, just, you know, the injuries caught up the packs and he was gone by mid-August. But still, he could have been a great fit for the Twins. Or the Twins could have maybe tried Tanaka, but we know Tanaka has loyalty. You know, it's either the Yankees or he's going back to Japan. You could have made a trade for somebody... I don't think J-Hap is going to fit for the Twins. It's just, I, I don't think he is. Especially against that division right there. I mean, you still, you're going to worry about the White Sox. You know, Cleveland, they'll be decent. Obviously, you have to lose in Lindor. You know, that's a huge loss, obviously. But they're still going to be a decent ball club. They still got good offensive players. The Royals and Tigers, you don't have to worry about as much. But still, like, come on. J-Hap, that's, that's a sign right there you make? Come on. You could have signed anybody else. You could have traded for anybody else. Like, that's what you could have done. But no, it's like, oh, let's get J-Hap, who's 38 years old. Like, seriously? And let's give him $8 million. $8 million for a 38-year-old. For, really? For a guy who's washed up. It's not like J-Hap produced in 2019 Then 2020. That, that's a different story. And that's a different story, but he didn't. He didn't produce at all. You could have traded for, like, a young pitcher or anything, or at least... You could have signed John Lester. I know he's a year younger, but at least John Lester still could pitch good. And he's a three-time world champion. You could have got him. That would have been a great move for them. I wouldn't be ragging on them at all. I would say, hey, you know what? Yeah, he's 37, but you know what? He's a three-time world champion. Potentially could be a Hall of Famer. And it's great that the Nationals signed him. So... I have no idea what the Twins are thinking. I have no idea. Signing J-Hap, I, 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 I don't understand it. You could have even signed that kid Ty Jim Walker, who's a free agent. You could have signed him. You could have signed him. But no, they didn't do it. J-Hap is not going to be a difference maker for the Twins. Like, you will have a couple of good starts, but he's going to get rocked most games. That's what's going to happen. He's going to get rocked most games. That's what's going to happen. When he faces a really good offense, he's not going to pitch good. If he faces, like, a lackluster offense... He'll look like an elite pitcher. But he's just not good. He's not good. I'm just saying. So with the Twins, it's a bad move. They continue to make bad moves with pitching. They need pitching. Like I said, their offense is great. Their offense is elite. Could be one of the best offenses in baseball. They could break another home run record. We They probably could. They probably could. But you also need pitching. Their bullpen is... It's okay, their bullpen. Their bullpen's okay. Man, they lost Trevor Mang, so that's a big loss for them. So their bullpen is whatever, it's questionable, but the rotation, yeah, sure you got some nice pieces in there, but still like signing half does not make a difference. It does not make a difference for the twins sign J You could have really signed Paxton, you could have really tried for Tanaka, convinced them to go to Minnesota, you could have tried Katana, you could have tried Leicester. I, I, I don't know. I have no idea what they're thinking. I have no idea what they're thinking. I have no idea. Okay, then. So how I feel about this signing, it's not going to work. Not It's not going to work. I can guarantee it. It's not going to work for a guy who's 38 years old, getting $8 million. He's washed up. He's way past his prime. We know that for a fact, obviously. You know, he was never really, that, you know, he was never, like, a great, great pitcher other than 2018. He really showed a lot right there. You know, but... You have to hope and pray you get 2018 J-Hap right there. You have to hope and pray. That's what you got to do if you're a Twins fan. Because I don't think you're going to see 2018 J-Hap. You're not. You're going to see a lot of home runs right here. Given up by J-Hap. I'm just saying. Just another homer. That's what, <laughs> That's all he does. He gives up a lot of home runs. He relies on his fastball too much. And his fastball barely hits 90. It barely does. It really it barely hits 90 because he's a fly ball pitcher right there. Like he tries, he relies on getting fly, fly outs. That's what he, you know, relies on doing. Maybe it'll work for the Twins. I don't know. Different ballpark. I mean, sure, maybe it can work. But we'll see. I don't think it's a good move for the Twins. I think Twin fans should be very mad right here. You could have really gotten a guy like a or a Lester, and that would have been a whole lot better. It, it really would have been. It would have been a whole lot better, or maybe you could try, you know, trading for Kyle Hendricks because he's on the market. It seems like you know there's trade rumors about him, or that kid from uh, the Pirates, what's his name, uh, Jameson Tallean. You could try him as well, but no. Like, come on, seriously. <sighs> Twins gonna twin. That's why they haven't won a playoff game since 2004. They haven't won a playoff game since Game One of the ALDS. Back in 2004. It's the last time they've won a playoff game. So it's been 17 years since they've won a playoff game. And don't don't say 2009. That was a tiebreaker. That's not the playoffs. That was a tiebreaker against Detroit. That was not the playoffs. But you know what you could say? That was a good moment in Minnesota, though. At the old uh, dome right there in Minnesota. It is what it is. But the Yankees went there and shut it down in Game 3 right there and said, Good riddance. (laughs) (sighs) Just a bad signing right there. It really is. But... Now we get to Michael Brantley. And this is really funny because an hour after I did my episode about Kirby Yates and uh, George Springer signing with the Blue Jays, about an hour later, Michael Brantley re-signed with the Astros. He re-signed with the Astros on a two-year, $32 million deal. So he's not going to Toronto. He's staying in Houston. So you know what? That's really good for Houston right there because, um, I mean, obviously losing Springer hurts them. It It obviously does. It obviously does. But re-signing Brantley, you know, you lose one, you gain one. So, you know, we'll see how Brantley does in Houston. You know, Brantley's been a stud out there in Houston. He was great. He was a stud in Cleveland, too. Like I said, he's basically a lefty DJ to He just hits for contact. He's great his position. He's just a clutch hitter. He's a great ball player. He really is. You know, I think the money is fair. Two years, that's fair. I'm like, all right. I was actually kind of surprised he's staying in Houston. I really thought he was going to go to Toronto, but no. It's like yesterday morning, it was reported he's going to Toronto. Then, like, in the afternoon, nope, he's staying in Houston. I'm like, wow. Okay. That's big for Houston, though, when you think of it. It really is. Even though Houston's lacking, you know, pitching, they were lacking more pitching than the Twins are, obviously. But, you know, Brantley's 33, so he got a a two-year deal. That's fair. He's 33, and that's a fair contract. He batted 300 last year. He's a two ninety seven career hitter. The guy's a fun ball player to watch. He really is. You know, he really is a fun ball player to watch. And his years out there in Houston, he's played there for two seasons. He batted 311 in 2019 and batted 300 last year. So he's a 300 hitter. He's batted 300. He has batted 300 the last three seasons because he batted 309 in 2018 for Cleveland. So he's batted 300 over the last three seasons, which is great. (laughs) He's just a great ball player to watch. He really is. Great fielder as well. You know, and I think it's a great signing for Houston, it really is. Like I said, you lose Springer, but you keep Brantley. You know, Houston can, and here's the thing. You look at the AL West. You would probably say Oakland is the favorite. You probably would say Oakland is the favorite to win that division. You could say that. Oakland's got a great offense. The pitching is good. They just lost Liam Hendricks to the White Sox, so the bullpen gets a little bit weaker now you know, and try to re-sign with the Dodgers though maybe trying to we'll go back to Oakland, but no. I don't know. I mean, you know Texas isn't going to do anything. They're not going to be a problem at all. You don't have to worry about them. Seattle, I mean, listen, they got a lot of young prospects. So they could really surprise people. But the reason why I say Texas, like, set themselves back, well, because, listen, they had Kluber, Miner, and Lynn, and they lost all those three guys. And I was actually legit thinking if the Texas Rangers would have made, you know, made it to the playoffs and you have those three guys right there, Kluber, Lynn, and Miner, they could win a playoff series, but it didn't work that way. <laughs> just didn't even work that way. They lost Lance Lynn now to the White Sox. Miner, I think, plays for Kansas City now and Kluber's with the Yankees now. But <laughs> so I don't, I don't see Texas as a legit threat at all. They're like a few years away. They had a chance, but they've set themselves way back now. You know the Angels. we'll get back to the Mariners in a second, the Angels, great offense. You know what really hurts the Angels, to be honest, is Pujols in a way. And I'm not knocking Pujols at all. He's a future Hall of Famer. We know that for a fact. When he retires, we know he's going into the Hall of Fame. It's just like, I always forget he played for the. I always forget he plays for the Angels. I always forget that. Because he's got like what, two years left now. He's got this year and next year. That contract really hurts them. It really does. You know, they gave him that 10-year deal in 2012. You know, I mean, Poole's just... He hasn't been the same player out there for the Angels. He really hasn't. Just never has. Great it was a beast for the Cardinals. You know, he had... He's had a couple good moments for the Angels, but you always forget that he's played that He's wasted so much of his career. But you know what? He's, he's got two world championships. I don't think he cares. Multiple all-star games. I don't think he gives a shit, so... You know he's a future Hall of Famer, it's just... Being an angel, it's like... Do people really... Are people going to really remember him for that? Being an angel? Because I always see him as a Cardinal. So that contract, I feel like, hurts them. They shouldn't have done that, but they thought... I mean, Poulos was going to get a big contract anyway from any team. You know, the Marlins were going to give him a huge deal, but they probably would have wound up trading him anyway in a few years when they traded Giancarlo, Wazuna. Muto and Yelich, Pools would have been gone as well, (laughs) but it is what it is. I love Pools. It's just I feel like he's wasted his career out there. You know, especially Mike Trout's wasted his career out there, especially after he signed that big extension in twenty nineteen. I was like, why would you sign that extension? You were gonna be a free agent. I believe after this year, he was gonna be a free agent. I think or no, would have been wouldn't have been like, I think he would have been going into this season as a free agent. So. He couldn't really sign anywhere else. And he's wasting his whole prime out there. People, you know, Mike Trout is the face of baseball. But everybody, you know, talks about how they're on the West Coast and everything. Nobody really watches those games and everything. We play on the East Coast would be different. I, I mean, I feel bad for Trout. I really do. Because he's wasting his whole career out there. Fucking, I don't know. And they have no type of pitching. I mean, they signed Katana. Maybe they signed Trevor Bauer. Because they're talking about he might be going to the Angels now. So, that would be huge for them. I could see the Angels as a legit threat if they get Bauer. But we'll have to wait and see. Just, I don't know. The Angels, you know, if they make one big splash, if they get Bauer, I'll see them as a legit threat. But right now, they could probably... They could get a wild card spot. They really could. When you think of it. But we'll see. And, you know, back to the Mariners and everything. They got a lot of young prospects and everything. You know, I feel like they're a couple of years away. They haven't been to the playoffs since 2001. So it's been 20 years. It's been two decades since they made it to the playoffs. That was Ichiro's first ever MLB season. And he wasted his whole career out there. You know, he made it to the playoffs once with the Mariners. He only made it to the playoffs twice. 2001 with the Mariners and 2012 with the Yankees. The only two times he made it to the playoffs, which really does suck. And you feel for them. You really do. But the Mariners, are they a threat? No, not yet at least. In a couple of years, I'd say sure. If, you know, if everything goes well with their prospects, then yeah, sure. We'll have to wait and see. So the division, you know, it really comes down to Oakland, Houston, and Anaheim. It comes down to those three teams. You know, if the Angels, if they get Bauer, they could win the division. They could. Like, the Astros do have a chance to make it to the playoffs, but the thing they lack is pitching. The only guy you really got is Granky, because you know you got Verlander out for the whole season. And, you know, he's going to be older going into 2022, so what do you really expect out of him? I don't know. But the Brantley signing, though, like I said, he's been at 300, 300 over the last three seasons. The guy's just a great ball player. And he's sticking with Houston. So you could say, you know... Here's the thing though, Houston has really suffered a lot though when you think of it. Look at the people that they've lost. Houston has lost a lot of people. Let me actually pull that up for you guys. They've lost a whole lot of people. Now let's take a quick look right here. So you look at Houston, what they've lost. You know, Russell Westbrook getting traded to the Wizards. James Harden getting traded to the Nets. George Springer signed with the Blue Jays. J.J. Watt reportedly. Likely be traded. DeAndre Hopkins traded to the Cardinals. And Sean Watson wants out of Houston, too. So Houston fans are really suffering right now. But, they, can, you know, you keep Michael Brantley. So, you know, that's at least a good thing right there. But we'll see how the Astros do, though. You know, like I said, the Twins, it's a bad signing. You know, bringing in Jay Hat, But it's a great re-signing for Houston, bringing back Michael Brantley. You know, that's huge. Like, it's all right. It's, like, it's all right. He's a game changer. We know that for a fact. He's a clutch ball player. Hits for contact. And it's a great move for Houston. It really is. But the Twins move, I mean, come on. Seriously. Don't do that to yourself. But they did it to themselves. So they have buried themselves, you know, signing J Happ. But the Astros, they got a little bit of life re-signing Brandly. You know, you lose Springer, but you know what? You keep Bradley. You wish they can keep both, but you know what? It's good they kept Bradley though. It is good. But alright guys, I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here Like I said, bad move by the Twins, signing Jay Happ But a great move for the Astros, re-signing Michael Brantley And we'll see what happens, you know it's, it, Everything's starting to heat up now with baseball right here I'm just waiting for Trevor Bauer to get signed It does seem like right now he's going to go on the West Coast Like, you know, Dodgers, the Angels, the Giants Really seems like his type of market So we'll have to wait and see, you know Obviously when he gets signed, I'll talk about it If there's any big trades that happen, we'll talk about it but alright, so I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. Hope you guys are having a great day so far. I will talk to you guys later on this afternoon with my AEW Dynamite review. Talk to you guys later.